Hello? One? Two? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm Powerfuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. <laughs> You've got what you need here. All those marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo jumbo, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend. Keep it real. What's up, everybody? It's Genesel from Twitch here, and I listen to the Arclight Insights Podcast. Hello, everyone. I am Trixie, and welcome to Episode 3 of the Arclight Insights Podcast. I will be the host today, as Spanner unfortunately could not make it this morning. I have the privilege to tell you about all the fun segments we have today. We have a few beta updates to go over. We have a nice little fun minigame for all the everyone here today with a special guest host to judge all of our horrible opinions. We are going to speculate about future fractions in the game, a short update on how the PvP tournament is going, and of course, our favorite question for everyone, the tricky question of the week. We are joined today by Gora, Tapsnap, Toasty, and of course myself. Gora, how's your week been going? Hi, Trixie. Hi, Renos. Um, yeah, my week's going better than last week. Still recovering from this sickness and looks like I'm back to work on Monday. So hopefully I'll be feeling better by then. Apart from that, though, yeah, not bad week, really. Tapsnap, how's your week been? My week's been pretty good. Uh, I had a four-day weekend. Uh, and then we have 4th of July coming up on, on Monday. So I got a half a day work there. Have some cookouts, some drinks with some friends, watch some fireworks. Other than that, it's uh, just doing some studying for school and trying to get as much information about this game as I can find. Toasty, how about you, man? How's your week? Mm, thanks for asking. It's it's getting better. I'm also recovering. I was sick last couple of weeks and I finally got back to do sports. It's uh, going better again. Trixie, how was your week? Uh, well, it wasn't too bad. A lot of uh, a lot of work this week. I'm off next week, so I just magically fit about two weeks worth of work into one week. So no complaints there. Wasn't that bad of a week. Uh, first, we have beta updates with Gora. We were actually blessed with a uh, nice update this week. Gora, what do we got for us? Um, we have a very sizable patch night um, to go through. So big, in fact, that we actually did a special dedicated episode to it. So if you want the full list of rundown of changes definitely check um, that out there is quite a lot of changes so an extensive uh, look into all the different changes mostly as a quick overview those are just a few fixes and the biggest one was talent changes uh, there's a big list of changes of existing talents some of them like a full rework uh, others more of a tweak it's minor um, changes and there's even a few brand new talents in there, which is really nice to see. Like the Gargoyle, I only had one talent. Now they are, he has two, so that's good to see. Um, and then there was some um, updates to some of the maps, fixes to the UI and changes to the UI, bug fixes, performance polishing. So yeah, really good to see. 
I have heard rumors and ideas floating around that maybe they're going to be doing uh, monthly patches and uh, month one and two will be balancing and then month three will be a content drop. So hanging out to see what comes out in the next three to four weeks if it's going to be a content drop or not. So that's going to be exciting. Are you happy with the pace in which the beta is going currently? Um, yes, uh, considering that it's still a very small closed beta, some of these changes are quite big. And if we're getting monthly patch patches, I reckon that's a pretty good good um, rate of patches. You, you know, you're getting if we're looking for the two patches and then third patch content drop, that's three content drops a year. That's pretty good. I wonder how many people in the beta actually like giving feedback and ideas and, and bugs. I, I would love to see how much feedback they're actually getting from the people in the beta. Um, well, for anyone that doesn't know, there is a in-game way of submitting feedback. Uh, so you just tap four fingers on the screen when you have the game open and it brings up an overlay and you can put in a title and a brief description and then just click submit and that will be fired off to them as a report. And you can report like bugs, ideas, whatever you really like. It's completely free for you to fill in. Definitely check out the video uh, podcast that we recording that we did of all the deep dive into the patch notes. Find the link in the description box below. And now for the main topic of the week, we have a little mini contest in between all of us. We all have a fraction we're going to pitch to our guest, Judge Horrid, who's going to say essentially who he thinks is now his favorite fraction after we've given a very convincing argument. All right, and first up in our little mini contest is going to be Tap. Tap, who are you representing today? I am for the Alliance. Quote, unquote, the good guys of World of Warcraft. I have never played Alliance. You have everything in this faction that you just hated in World of Warcraft. You got a paladin that heals and bubbles when you think you're about to kill them. You have Jaina throwing spells at your face. And then when you get close, she teleports away. Then you have Maeve, who jumps in and out of stealth and stabs you in the back when you least expect it. Along with that, you have some of the most broken spells that we've seen in the game. Arcane Blast. That is just destroying PvP content right now. Then you got Holy Nova that just keeps all of your troops alive as your opponent struggles to uh, burn them down. Along with that, you have different groups like Safe Pilot that just bombards your enemy troops when they least expect it. When they return the in gold, you just drop her, drop the Safe Pilot on their head. Worgens that can pop in and out of stealth and come into their back line do a pincer maneuver between the two. Footmen we've seen as some of the strongest tanks so far. You got four of them. You can actually split down different lanes, so you don't have to send all four. You can split them up. For other tanks, you only can send them in one lane at a time. All this and more with the Alliance, it's just so annoying. I, I feel like I'm going to love this faction just to make the most annoying build I can. Even though I don't win all the time, I'm going to try to frustrate everybody I play against. And that's the alliance. So that's my pitch. Toasty, I believe you're up next. I'm what are the Blackrock faction. Blackrock, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, so the worst of them all. 
<laughs> well, we'll see about that. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks, Tab, for your pitch. So, BlackRock. Okay. Don't you all sometimes feel overwhelmed with choices? In today's modern world, everything is possible. Boundaries are merely a relic of the past, and the options seem infinite. However, what sounds like a dream at first can quickly turn into a nightmare. With seemingly endless possibilities come indecisiveness, the doubt of choosing the wrong thing, and the fear of missing out. Suddenly doesn't sound that good anymore, does it? However, ye shalt feel no more. Salvation is nigh, and that salvation has a name. Blackrog! With Blackrog! You do not have to fear that your choices are wrong. But Toasty, how can you know that? You might ask. Well, I can tell you. No matter what Blackrock mini you play, the game will end the same way, with you obliterating your opponent and wiping the floor with their faces. Doesn't that sound good? Well, there's more. Not only is Blackrock the coolest faction and super strong, it also has the best design. Because what could possibly be cooler than rocks and fire? Ugly ass orc faces? or some walking chicken nuggets, not to talk about weirdly starved to the bone units or a faction which managed to call men that go by foot, footmen. If you can't think of anything cooler than footmen, that already says a lot. Now, I'm not here to list all the reasons why the other factions are even worse than they appear. If you like winning, consider yourself to be rock hard and hot, there can only be one faction for you. Black Rock! Also, it has dragons, and one of the leader rides a dragon, and that is just awesome. Blackrock! Alright, that was my pitch. I hope you all enjoyed it. I really put a lot of effort into this, and I'll pass it over to Trixie. Thanks, Toasty. I have the Undead Fraction, and I have a little bit different direction I'm going to go on this one. As we know, the start of every single new game, no one has absolutely any idea what they're doing. How are you expected to climb up the ladder when you have no idea what you're doing? Value and tempo. That's what the undead has to offer. Look at almost all of their units. You get extra free undead skeletons just to run around and just wreck havoc. Baron, infinite skeletons, meat wagon, our favorite unit that everyone loves that will never get nerfed, summons a meat wagon at every attack. You can bluff it up. You can buff it up with attack speed, which means more skeletons. Necromancer, summon skeletons. Banshee, possesses enemy units to fight for you. Oh, that's a great dragon you have there. It's mine now. They even have one of the best spells in the game, Cheat Death. You keep your units alive even longer. Make more skeletons. Wow, what do you know? You have infinite value. You're going to be facing someone they don't know what they're doing. There's just this infinite wave of skeletons coming at them. They're going to be panicking because they have to, you know, they have all these low-level units because they don't know what to pick from. They're just going to be throwing things out randomly. They might drop some big, you know, earth elemental tank. Oh, the Banshee just possessed it. You're completely out of luck. You are completely overwhelmed, and you just lost the game before you even realize what happens. The Undead just give value, and there's truly nothing better in any stage of a game than pure value. I believe Gora also has a pitch for us as well. Gora? All right, thank you, everyone. I'm going to just gonna have to come out and say, whoa, some of the other factions are all right. 
but you can't beat the Horde. Everyone knows that a Horde is the best, that's why everyone plays it in World of Warcraft as well. And what do the Horde bring? Bloodlust. You can't beat a good old Bloodlust to get you through a tough fight. And who better to bring along for our buffing everyone with Bloodlust than our favourite boy, Gromash Hellscream. He will buff all your allies with Bloodlust, just making them attack that much faster to melt your enemies with. And if you need something a little bit more goblin-like, we have Sneed. And what does Sneed bring? He destroys a tower, he brings in that more gold. We all love gold, don't we guys? And finally, for the third leader, we have Cain Bloodhoof, the Torrent Chieftain himself. And what does he bring? He's got planes running. Didn't work out well in Vanilla WoW, but here it certainly does work out well. He runs at full speed straight into enemies and the proceeds to stun them into oblivion. Then we have some notable minis in the Horde faction to buff up and help out the leaders. We have the Org Mage, who also brings Bloodlust. Wolf Rider, who is the best at getting into a tower range and demolishing it into the ground. Fantastic fast siege unit. And then the only faction to have a normal mini healer in the game is the Horde with the Shaman, who can chain heal all your all your friendly minis back up to full health nice and quickly and easily. If you're feeling a little swamped, don't worry, we've got a spell for you. Chain Lightning zaps everything within its radius. Need a bit of extra siege damage? Well, who do we call? Goblins. Strap some explosive to their back, run them into the enemy towers, boom goes the dynamite. Now their tower is yours. Couldn't be better. And if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the enemy and all their tanky units, don't worry. Just use the execute spell. That'll cut them in half real quite fast. So if you want to win, pick Horde. Pick Bloodlust. You'll go fast and you'll go hard and you'll win. Okay, and that was my pitch for the Horde. And finally we have Spanner with his pitch. Do you want nerfed catapults throwing vegetarian burgers at enemies? Go for the undead. Do you want horrible leaders that nobody wants to play with? Choose the Blackrock. Do you want boring, goody-two-shoes units that will make you fall asleep like ASMR? Pick the Alliance. Or do you want... well, the Horde is not that bad. And do you know why? Because any Horde Hunter can tame amazing beasts. The Alliance too, but I just wanted to have some sort of segue. But the point is beasts. Yes, the best faction or family, the beasts. We have the best heroes in the game. The terror of Elvin Forest and one of the first purchases that you will make in the shop to capitalize on his popularity. The Hogger and also another great leader, difficult to pronounce and pick likely because Rexar was still in a retirement cruise with Chris Madsen. Chalga Razorflank. But Rexar is not a beast, you say. I say, who cares? And then you have raptors, murlocs, angry chickens, vultures and much more but I only want you to know about the cooler ones. Oh, and the spell that turns enemies into sheep. The beasts like big numbers to overwhelm the opponent. How big are the numbers? I have no clue. Maybe 667, the neighbor of the beasts. I see lots of beasts. Beasts, it never ends. So be brave and have fun. Play like a, a Hearthstone face hunter. 
and cycle your deck mindlessly trying to kill the opponent quickly or just root them with Chalga, whatever you find the most annoying strategy. Ferocity, tenacity and cunning are the makings of the beasts. Do not try to mix other faction units with the beasts. They will just let you down. Just focus on speed and numbers. Let those boomers worry about stuff like too much strategy. So remember that the beast family is the best in Arclight Rumble and vote for my pitch. Or not, as I had the advantage of pre-recording this. Thank you for listening. Go beasts! Thank you for your lovely contributions, Fanner. Pleasure and privilege to say which one of us is right and who is just, just wrong in everything they said. Horrid? All right. Well, I like Spanners. He was uh, very enthusiastic. He was talking about beasts and uh, mainly about family and high high number output. And uh, I like Tapsnaps as well, the Alliance, the good guys. Uh, also, a bit of the troll faction with spells, teleportation and stuff. Uh, seems really OP in uh, PvP from what I hear, so that seems really good. With Toasty and his Blackrock, he gave a really great introduction about being overwhelmed because... Games like these can get overwhelming, and uh, the Black Rock has been drilled into my mind. And uh, he was making fun of the other alliances, which is pretty funny, which I like. Trixie with the Undead, talking about value and tempo, and uh, being new user-friendly with uh, the bonus units and skeletons, the meat wagon hype, big buffs and more skeletons. And the way he talked about cheating death sounds really good as well, and lots of value. Gora with the Horde. Showed a lot of knowledge about WoW, mentions Bloodlust, Hellscream, and Melting Enemies. And talked about Sneed, which I've heard a lot about. The Tower Destroyer and Gold Grubber. Sounds great. People like Kane Bloodhoof, runs at full speed and big stuns. And basically just uh, taking over towers, which seems really OP. But if I think about it, I'm probably going to have to go with Tapsnap and the Alliance. The good guys. Just annoying builds and uh, designed to frustrate enemies, which sounds really OP to me. And if I could... Pick anyone, I'll choose Tapsnap with the Alliance. Thank you. Hopefully the, your money gets there in time for uh, you to use it for the game when it comes out. I love uh, having a salty taste in my mouth of everybody else's tears. I, all I could <laughs> think of was <laughs> Toasty was gone. I'm just thinking I hear the Power Thirst commercials in my head every time he says Blackrock. 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 <laughs> Um, actually, I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't win, but I'm I'm happy that, that the alliance <laughs> won. When, when I wrote down like the ugly ass orc faces and the walking chicken nuggets, and then I had to come up with an insult for the alliance, it really it really hurt me. Footmen, what are they? Foot fetishes? Disgusting. Who would take <laughs> these people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, don't king uh, shame. King shame your enemies. Well, so we got that. All right, thanks, Horrid. Thank I you, Horrid. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, thank you. Good. thanks, man. Your uh, contribution appreciate is appreciated. Thank, thank you. you. No problem. Catches. All right. Now that we have our answer for the faction contest, let's take a little bit more of a deep dive into what we all kind of think about the factions. That was um, very insightful for factions. We were all given basically randomly to try to, even if we don't even like the faction at all, we were told to basically let's make a pitch. Let's see if we can basically pr think to someone or prove to someone. Uh, this is the best faction from a quick pitch. But what does everyone think about the factions? What is your overall views? What do you think? Overall, they're definitely varied and every faction leader definitely brings something unique to the table at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see how many other factions they can fit in. But 
make them feel unique and have that niche role in some capacity. They, I remember some of the discussion on the official, unofficial Discord was around having Kane Bloodwolf as the sort of unmolded leader. So he's a bit, he's definitely would be like the most flexible. So you can sort of play any mini with him and stuff. And I'd say that's pretty close to it. Like he just brings, he's a tank, he's a melee, he brings a stun, you know, pretty generic. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many more leaders I can come up with with unique play styles. Do you have a favorite faction so far? Um, yeah, from the start I've been playing Blackrock and, but Undead is also quite good, like Thanos, because he just, Thanos can attack anything and everything, so you put a tank in front of him and then he brings up the rear and he can just AoE everything down for you. So you could really feel my pitch then, right? The Blackrock pitch. Yeah, Blackrock has like a lot of more costly, like high cost, high reward minis. So like you got Core Hounds and they're six gold. And then you also have, is it the Molten Giant? Oh, yeah, the Molten Giant. Molten Giant, who's also another tank. And he's six gold as well. So there's like two two of the high cost tanks are from Black Rock. So it sort of gives you an idea of what they're about. And then they're also pretty much all their minis have elemental damage as well. Which ignores armor, but does 50% less damage against minis with the resistant trait. It actually came to me when I when I looked through the the list of Blackrock minis and, 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 and spells and leaders, that literally every single mini is somewhat associated with fire. Like, really, you can, you can give me an example. Everything in Blackrock has to do with fire. Do you agree that the Alliance is the most annoying faction? Because <laughs> I, I don't know... But I felt like even though Tapsnap was, he, he should advertise for the Alliance, but I got the feeling that he does not really stand behind what he said. I was a Ford player. And even yeah. though that's why I put in there the good guys quote, because in lore, the Alliance have done way more crappy stuff than the Horde has done. Garage did nothing wrong. Garage. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I just want to remind you on Teldrassil. Oh, that was a jailer, though, but we don't speak of well, him. Yeah, who imprisoned Thor and uh, made him work in a concentration camp? The same. I mean, if he... Wow. That, that's that's a bit of a stretch, I would believe. But, I mean, not, not, all, not, all, of the, not all of the Alliance guys are good. But just remember, who slayed the Lich King? 25 morons. Okay, it's hard to argue with that, but <laughs> I mean, lore-wise. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Some, some alliance dude. Yeah, we could probably fall down the rabbit hole of WoW lore forever. If we bring it back yeah. to WoW... Um, yeah. yeah, Circling back triggered. around. The, the, <laughs> <that really triggered>. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Tyrion, Tyrion with his bubble talent in WoW is, is like he gets five seconds of immunity. It's I reckon pretty crazy strong. He just doesn't die for five seconds. That's like cheat death spell. But within that five seconds, he gets another heal off. I really like the beast leader razor flank. I feel like just at least early in the game's play play cycles, the ability just to really shut down towers 
I think it's going to be a little underrated. All the um, unbound stuff very early is going to be strong because no one really knows how to deal with it yet. But for units themselves, non-leaders, I really like the the horde set of units. I've there's just the goblin sappers feel fun. Execute is really really fun. The ogre mage with bloodlust is going to be really strong to mix with other units. I feel like there's just going to be a lot of a lot of fun mixing to play with. But like, I'm I'm very split on my leaders versus minis uh, favorites. I do agree with you. I feel like majority of the alliance leaders are pretty good, but overall, I really don't like the units. Like maybe three of the units that I could actually see myself using out of that whole faction. So I, I agree with you. I feel like just because you pick a alliance leader doesn't mean you have to play alliance minis yeah so when you play a leader their first two valor upgrades are pre-selected to their faction type so alliance have two alliance types so you kind of want to play minimum of two alliance minis with your alliance leaders and then after that you're ready to pick other ones really so i've seen this come up before uh in the discord when you use your Valor and choose the other slots, do you get stuck with those slots, or can you change them? I thought they, them other slots were pre-selected as well. I didn't know you can actually choose. Now that I read into it, you can choose, but are you locked into those choices once you choose? Yeah, so yeah, there seems to be a little bit of choice on the other four slots. You have a total of six slots for six minis in your loadout, two are pre-selected to the faction, and then after that, yeah, you can either choose to upgrade a slot or unlock a new one. If you don't like the unlocks that you have, you can choose to upgrade a current one and then see if you can roll a new slot better. But I'm not sure if they're all predetermined or not. Doesn't seem to be from what I tested, but there yeah, is no way to re-roll a slot after you've initially chosen it it is some feedback that the developers have received and they have said in some capacity that they would like for a way to change those selections later on with more valor yeah because i feel like if you're you started the game you really didn't do a lot of research and you choose to put something in that slot that ends up not being that good later on and now you're stuck with it it seems like that could be a deterrent later on from people playing that leader because they chose the wrong yeah another so, reason to play blackrock because choices don't matter and everything ends with you smacking a big old fireball in your opponent's face also wanted to add that i just got a little bit of the feeling that the factions play out somewhat like in warcraft 3 i don't know if that perception is maybe wrong but i mean the the scourge the undead are really all about swarming your opponent right and the alliance got their footmen and and with the paladin where you can heal them up and they really nothing dies uh, i don't really know what the horde stands for in, in warcraft 3 because i i successfully dodged them since we're on the topic of WoW and, and just in general, obviously over time they're going to be adding more units and factions and leaders into this. What are some future new factions you guys are kind of thinking might be added? What do you think, Gora? 
this is from the contest last week, uh, the winner, and who came up with the one of the insectoid mini ideas. Hopefully, I'd like to see one of the insectoid races. There's a lot there that they could unpack. Uh, you know, you've got endless quantities, and you've got a lot of varied troops that they bring to the table. They got tanks, they got flying units, they got range, they got you know, they'll be more like a swarm race. We don't have a complete swarm race. Like, we've got Undead, who can summon quite a lot of units in. Um, but there's nothing... I mean, you could have, like, drop five units, like, six, seven units in a pack. But they all have, like, really low health. Sort of like the current, the chickens, you know. You have something like that. A lot of just trash units you throw. And then maybe one or two stronger units that... Use your trash units to shield. Tap snap. What do you reckon for another playable race faction in war? I wish they didn't put Murlocs into the beast category because you could do so much with them as a faction. I kind of see them as a faction, kind of like if anybody played Magic Gathering, like Slivers, where each Murloc kind of gives the other Murlocs around it a boost. Like you have. Like a murloc that grants other murlocs around them health or resistance or so on. I see that as being a really cool concept that they could have done. I guess they can always take the, that murloc troop out of beasts and add something to beasts later. I would love to see a, a murloc swarm type of deck that this, if the other person doesn't kill off the murloc fast enough, they just get stronger. I imagine the the voice lines when you place a murloc would be so annoying. Like if every every mini you play is a murloc and you'll just hear constantly the laugh my ass I mean it would be funny for like the first two games and I feel like I would want to throw my phone out of the window. Like I could just see a murloc leader with a talent that says your opponent can't turn with their volume. That would be amazing. <laughs> or maybe like every Murloc has a has a talent um, so that it can get an actual voice line so they will start talking like humans or something. That would actually be that, pretty that funny, I be fun. Don't think so? No, no. I, I just want the, the annoying... <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone has their own preferences. What's your faction, Toasty? What do you think they should add? I'm not sure if they should add, but I could see the Burning Legion be a faction because there are so many interesting characters. You could have Dreadlords or, or Pit Lords as the leaders, like, say, Malganis. I'm not sure how it would play out, like, what, what the main strategy would be. I feel like Swarming... Similarly to the the undead faction, could be the way to go. I'd, li- I'd really love to see like the big bad guys be a part of the Arclight Rumble story. Yeah, I'd love to see them. I see where you're going here, Toasty. First, you had the Black Rock pitch, which was fire, fire, fire. Now, Burning Legion. You just you just need something to toast your bread, huh? Yeah, I'm a simple man. I see fire. I like it. My whole personality revol- revolves around fire what you can do with it and as a toast i mean that's kind of kind of the obvious thing to go actually just thinking about if there's any 
and the other any other faction that has something to do with fire. I think an, an untapped area holds just Pandarian content because you can either have a whole faction separate to the whole Shaw there, or just even all the varied races of Pandaria. It would be you know very easy go to faction just for an expansion, or even just like I said, the the Shaw are just as many and multiple as the Mantid, which is the, the insect faction, which could be another swarm faction if they wanted that. I think it's a, a, a pretty good place to get some inspiration from, but they also have the entire Warcraft universe. I don't think they're going to be lacking on inspiration for a very long time, which, you know, that that's a decent bonus. You kind of gave me an idea with the Pandarian. I know how they, in World of Warcraft, you can make a Pandarian, you could be either Alliance or Horde, Maybe in the future, instead of making a whole new faction, make units that are dual factions, like you can or have a neutral a faction. Yeah, that can that can be in any deck and count as anything. The options are truly limitless. And now for an amazing segue, going straight from you know the Warcraft Wars and all that you know all these factions fightings, we have a little PvP tournament going, which Gora has a small update for. So the PvP tournament is going quite well overall, I reckon. Um, everyone's having a lot of fun that's involved. Uh, we're into the semi-finals now. That's going well. There's four contestants left at the moment. So when the semis are done, we'll be down to two. And then the last two people will be duking it out in five matches, best of five, to see who the first winner will be of the first war tournament. So that's exciting. We have been endeavoring to record the games and we'll be getting other people that have been participating in the tournament or other members from our Discord to comment on the matches, which should be good and fun and provide a bit more insight and depth into what strategies were played during the tournament and because everyone's still learning and trying to figure out what's going to be you know the stronger units how to build a team that's well-rounded um yeah it's looking quite good uh should be lots to learn from it as well and then everything will be thrown out the window because there was a patch notes halfway through so that was uh a little bit of spice in the middle of the tournament uh, yeah, keeps it fresh, I guess, which is good. And yeah, that's the tournament update. Uh, keep your eyes and ears out for the matches coming up. And now for the tricky question of the week from TapSnap. So last week, uh, the question was for the pet uh, collectors out there. Scooter, Mr. Wiggles, Beady, and Whiskers are rewards for what world of warcraft event and that was children's week uh so you got those pets as completing uh quests for children's week only one person got back to me which i was kind of upset about uh guys reach out to me if you guys know the answer but mini manlo got that correct either that one was a bit too tricky or no one really cares <laughs> so this week I did a little research, and it actually uh, caught me a little off guard. I did not see the answers for these questions coming out the way they did. 
but I have actually one question that you need to answer and then two bonus questions. In World of Warcraft, what is the most used race? So out of all the races, what is the one that's picked the most? And then two follow-up questions, which you don't need to get right. What is the most used race in the UK and the most used race in the US, which was very surprising as well? Please send me your answers in Discord and you could be at it. Your name could be said next week in the podcast. In defense of the Children's Week, I think it's the most nerfed event in Warcraft history because it's just so hard to do. So a lot of people avoided it. So most people probably like, oh, no, I no one knows the answer to this. I think they even had a, a couple months ago, they even uh, reduced the requirements once again, just showing how difficult it is to drag a children around to multiple places while keeping them alive. Like, shouldn't it be supposed supposed to be easier? Like, is the children's week for children or about children? Yes. Like, it's, it's like real life, trying to keep your kid alive. I wasn't sure about children's week. Is it like to bring kids into World of Warcraft and into playing the game or so there's the quote unquote orphans in the World of Warcraft universe you pick one up you take them around the world show them places and do stuff with them but some of it's really hard like winning specific PvP matches with the child carrying the flag and it's near impossible to do that with you know just on luck oh i see i see okay so it's not to, supposed to be easy because it's for kids but it's about uh, okay yeah yeah, no, it's. But well, then it's understandable. Yeah, no, it was very, just a very roughly designed thing. Well, now the people are going to have some plenty of time to think about this week's question. That pretty much wraps everything up. It's been a, it's been really fun this week, especially with the little picture fraction game we had going on, and the speculation is always super fun since it's just adjacent to theory of crafting, and that's something we already like to do. Um, anything else you want to add, Gora, before we sign off today? Not really. Just thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And definitely check out the Patch Notes video that we did, podcast that we did. There's a lot there to go through as well. A lot to sink your teeth into on that one. And yeah, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Also from me, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I had a lot of fun, especially with the faction pitch contest, even though I didn't win. But yeah, it was, was a lot of fun. Also the theory crafting about the factions. Gora already mentioned it. Check out the, the patch notes video. And then see you next time. i like to add to have people comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, more comments about the podcast. And also any comments you have of what we can add to the podcast. Any suggestions would greatly be appreciated. Thanks for everybody listening. Well said, Tap. Yeah, like I said, everybody, thanks for listening and hope to see you all next week. Have a good week, everyone. Hello there, this is Spanner. Apologies that I couldn't make it this week for the podcast, but I have just finished editing this podcast and I saw the great job that the other guys did. I just want to remind you all to check all our other videos, have a look at our guild, Prisoners of War, and also from me, thank you for listening. Hi, I'm watching from the Watch TV Twitch channel and I listen to the Arc Light Inside podcast. Created on the 8th of May 2022, the Guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arc Light Rumble community. 
we have a solid structure in place, with the roles of chieftains, taskmasters, elders, and wolf riders. Our discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our guild today. All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield.